everybody. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Sisters podcast, where we give you our point of view. I am Tamia Harper, and I'm your host today, and I'm joined by my sisters, Sabrina Wood, J.D. Keeling, Keeling, Keeling. Hello. (laughs) And Fran Taylor. What's up, y'all? And we have a super special show here on this Trek Geeks podcast network, which we're so stoked to be a part of because we have a guy hanging out with us that we have all come to love. Uh, You might have seen him acting on stage or in a bread factory part one or in release from 2020. But we know him. The Sci-Fi Sisters know him as the son of the incredible woman who joined the sisters and the USS Gerard Holder from Starfleet Command in the house in the Terran takeover of STLV this year. But chances are, if you're listening to this particular podcast, you know him as everyone's favorite new Andorian on the scene, Ren from Star Trek Discovery Season 3. He stole all our hearts in the episodes Scavengers, The Sanctuary, and There is a Tide, and he is living the ultimate fan dream life. He is the one and only Noah Averbeck Cat. Oh, Yay! wow. What this an is- intro. The way that my mom has always wanted me to be introduced as her son. <laughs> And that's right. It. She's our it. friend. It's yeah. true. Yeah, actually, she she let me be on your podcast. You know, <laughs> she deemed that it was okay for me to join her friend. So thank you, mom. I really appreciate it. <laughs> I'm so jealous that I wasn't in Vegas with you guys, um, but that's okay because I live vicariously through my other sisters. Hi, mom. <laughs> you have a daughter in D.C. that you haven't met yet. I'm here. There you and go. Noah, we didn't know it was your mom at the time. You so know, I mean, it's probably better that way, honestly, yeah. you know, to, to not know and then be like, oh, that's why uh, she that's, was so maniacal oh. about getting up on stage and running around and then constantly telling people, look, look, that's my son. There he is. So what had happened was we were all mm-hmm. together for if you've ever been to the to the Star Trek conventions, they have the days where you're supposed to wear your costume for the big photo shoot. So we were in mirror costume. Now, a lot of people there go with TOS mirror, which I love. And, you know, nobody does, you know, D- DS9 mirror because there isn't any DS9 mirror. But we just got to have the Kira headband. Yeah, that's, that's all, all you, you can, can do. do. That's all you can do. Unless you're the intended, there's nothing to do. But we were rocking disco, disco mirror, you know, so there was a whole thing going on. We had the breastplates on. Thank you, Ian Perry from Gerard Holder for making our costumes for us. And I think, Noah, you saw the picture of her little daughter, of Ann and her daughter. Oh, they yeah. Came well, on, yes, she they came were up on, on stage. stage with me. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. She came right. out for a second, a second round nap. So I absolutely saw oh, her. She was adorable. So we were the, those. the littlest emperor. <laughs> I know. I was, she was sleeping, but in that mirror costume, I was just sort of waiting for her to wake up and stab me in the top of my head. <laughs> so we're standing around in the Roddenberry stage room, getting ready for the big picture of everybody that's wearing mirror. And, you know, there was one other woman that was wearing disco mirror. So she said, hey, can I hang out with you? And I'm like, damn, she's got all the stuff on. I mean, she was rocking and she had the collar. She had a phaser. I was oh, yeah. like, oh, hell yeah. Come on and hang so- with us. 
she had been prepping that sorry to interrupt the story no. but she had been prepping that costume for stlv for like a year like oh, she she had yeah. been waiting oh she bought it she got it like cut you know because she never really does like big cosplay like that she'll wear a uniform but it's never like i'm getting like the full-on cosplay so this for <laughs> her was like the first time she had done a full regalia of cosplay so it was kind of a big deal made just for her and even that phaser um my friend john 3d printed it and sent it to me and i was like well i mary doesn't want a phaser in her house she has to hold them all day get it out of here so i said mom this is perfect for your costume so she was ready to go is mary's like this is a postman's holiday what, what are you doing <laughs> exactly so, so so you your mom comes over to me and it, i think friend you were standing next to me or yvette i can't remember so we're in our costumes getting ready and you know we're like yeah yeah hang with us and, you know, we're just talking and we're just having a fine time. We're just laughing because we're like the only ones wearing, you know, terra firma. We're screaming terra firma. She's got the phaser. <laughs> we are just vibing this thing. So we go up on the stage. Everybody's on the stage now taking pictures like the, the guys are there from, you know, the, the convention and the flashes are going off and we're all on the stage. So then we decided, you know, we wanted to like get a picture of just us, the older guys on the stage. because Everybody got off the stage except your mom. So oh she's in the picture with us. And we're like, well, you know, oh, oh, okay. And so she's uh, right in the middle with a face. We're like, no, no, girlfriend, stay right here because you oh, are like yeah, so in Lord. this. Right, friend? We're like, oh, oh no, no, no. You're yeah. on the holder right come now. On, come, come on. on. <laughs> we're like, come on, yeah. <laughs> so, she gets oh. into it. She says like full phaser stance. I am just rolling. We have these pictures that I was just like, oh my god. Then she said, you got to put her. them up. You got to post those <laughs> on on Twitter when you post this episode because the world needs to see these photos. They are so we're no. So the next day, go to the next day. Yvette and I and, and friend, we're all sitting in the audience at the discovery panel. We're like, okay, Noah, Mary, everybody's up there, man. This is gonna be great. You start talking and then you introduce your mother from the audience, and our mouths drop. <laughs> When we go, it's the woman from the pitch. That is too funny. That is fantastic. That is just fantastic. Well, thank God we were nice to her. We oh, that's wonderful! Off the stage, it would have been horrible. Well, I didn't. I've never heard that version of the story before, where my mom just stayed there, which is absolutely in character. So I know that it's her. Um, you know, my mom is as as goofy as she is, has an uncanny ability to seek out the coolest, funnest people at any event. So when she chose you, I knew it was it's it was, it was ordained, you know, kismet. it was yes. really like these are the people. These are the folks who know where the party's at, who know how to have a good time. So. Oh, I got to stick with them. And, and, and then we and were seeing sure her all good. around the convention. We were like, yo, hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is just amazing. Well, uh, well, thank you for letting her stay up there. She, of course. I, oh, I think, you know, she was up there and her. she just she yes. just sort of flashed into the mirror universe and was like, <laughs> go ahead and try to take me off this stage. You know, you, you, you know. <laughs> As she long was as permanent with yes, she was permanent with us for you. And she was not moving to the last flash. I know. I was I like, said, man, I like this woman. I like Mom, this woman. what are you channeling right now? What is this? <laughs>
you're representing me at this convention and you're like, you know, she was people are getting real vibes. Full chief of security. <laughs> but she was totally representing you. And she goes, you know, I'm going to tell my son that he has to do your podcast. And I'm like, well, who's she son? <laughs> ah, that's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Who? My son? I'm like, okay, you want your son to do a podcast? Sure, okay, well, yeah. yeah, here's a card, lady. Yeah, tell <laughs> yeah, your son to call us. Yeah, he's a doctor. What are you talking about? That is fantastic. That's how we know. That's how we know you now. (laughs) Your mother, your mother, your mother introduced us on Twitter. (laughs) I was just in stitching. Well, good, um, good. That's that's fantastic. I love that. Yeah, that's pretty much uh, that all checks out from my end. (laughs) Uh, You're probably being actually probably. Uh, more kind uh, to how into it that she actually got. Uh, so I appreciate you all holding back and not really, you know, embarrassing her. How loud she was screaming terra firma after you all left. And <laughs> scream it in the halls. People would sort of flinch. I hear that there's some serious power in that costume, though. In that, yeah. like, in that, when, once you go terra firma, baby, it does something. <laughs> you know, you know it. it's funny, too, because I was, you know, my mom is a big Star Trek fan. You know, we grew up watching uh, Next Gen together and Voyager and everything. And. I was sort of su- surprised that this was the costume she chose to cosplay for like her, her sort of cosplay ball, you know, this was what she decided on. And it really revealed some things about my mother that, uh, that I'm not sure I'm ready to uh, fully comprehend yet. You know? <laughs> well, she was trying to honor you. I mean, she, she didn't go as, she didn't go as Andorian. Uh, yes. She also of... didn't go as Mary, which was a good call as well. Right? I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> that just would so, have been a little too freaky. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so probably, probably for the best that, that really made her feel, feel strong. Something about, she knew she was looking going to look good in black leather she did she yeah. <laughs> you know I mean, my mom is beautiful I think you're right oh, yeah, beautiful. Your mom is beautiful when they when they sent the pictures i saw these pictures i was like who is this woman <laughs> she is like today. she is looking fly what the hell like she was that's why people like oh, well, okay no i'm gonna be honest at first i was like where'd the white woman come from yeah. <laughs> and then i was like she looks good, good. <laughs> she wow. is rocking it oh my god that is so funny yeah <laughs> that's like, exactly what happened people we like who's this white woman in all the pictures that we yeah. <laughs> how did she have a, what is is he what's going on he here a, it's like, well, you know got a phaser, so i guess in the mirror universe the only the only real thing is blood you know she's got the face <laughs> what are you gonna do right you yeah. see, now she knows now she knows she's got a crew and you know she has had Many, many, you know, we're talking 35 years of the opportunity to join a crew. There have been many offers to her to join a crew. So the fact that she joined yours is like momentous. You know, that is that is the real deal. She picked and she picked wisely. So congratulations to you all. I don't actually know if that's a good thing for you. but it is- <laughs> <laughs> oh, she is good people. We absolutely yeah. had the best time and we had a really good time. I, you know, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that because we've talked to so many other people and we always ask the question is how you came into Star Trek. And you just mm-hmm. mentioned that it was done next gen. And um, it, it, we've noticed that it's like fathers and sons, it's mothers and daughters. But I think this is an unusual one where it's mother and son. And yes. I love that. Well, you know, she was, uh, you know, 
people have asked me, you know, what's your first Star Trek memory? And there isn't one, you know, it was like, it was just happening. You know, my dad was sort of like, his only rule was you can't be a Republican. And my mom's only rule was you are a Star Trek fan. You know, those are the only two things that were decided for me. Everything else I could choose for myself. Okay. I'm coming on. Um, then. But you know, she, she's a, she's a therapist and I think especially having Troy on next gen, it just really felt like it was sort of a view of her world, you know, and I know, you know, it's obviously it was a long time ago, but it just really felt like it was her, ver you know, when are you ever going to see a therapist in sci-fi, you know, so it sort of molded her to her two deep interests, which are sort of like building a better world, a utopian world coming out of that you know, the, the seventies and sixties and working in group homes and, and really trying to, you know, make, make a difference and then sort of transitioning into therapy and working for the County and lower income families and stuff. And, and just seeing that sort of seeing almost the end game of what she's trying to do where you're in space and these problems have, be have been, you know, solved quote unquote. And, uh, and I think it just meant a lot. And, and as a kid, it was just a really good way to sort of contextualize what she did for a living and why she did it. So it, it was, it was great. Oh, okay. I think that is so great. It's, and we have, and we have a bit of in discovery too, we have a bit of that, you know, therapy coming in now. Mm -hmm. And I, and we're going to see, I think, a lot more of it in season four. So I want to get your mom. We have to have your mom come back and talk about that. Absolutely. Ooh, because you, like see a podcast. <laughs> you see our doctor, uh, uh, his role changing. Yes. Um, yes even definitely. in season three, like, you know, definitely. and I, it was funny because when I was rewatching your episodes in preparation for this, I didn't realize how they had started seeding that, that germ really really early you Definitely. know and it's like oh wow colbert is really he's really growing a lot you know but i, I totally yeah tell your mom um she's up she's up she's up next season four the only problem she's is she's next. gonna come in here and all she's gonna talk about is me you know what i mean it's gonna be like well we heard <laughs> you know, all these baby stories boy. about <laughs> there, there are worse things that can happen in this world well you know? not for me but for everybody else yeah <laughs> So, so I want to talk a little bit about the fact that you are living the dream. I mean, to go from absolute total fan and then becoming like the third important Andorian, like an Andorian with a name. I mean, you're, you're in some really good company here. And I'm telling you, your scenes were great. Those are three really great episodes. You got to do everything. It's okay. true, Can I just know? jump in here real quick? Please, I've got to tell you, because I think that, I mean, it's really cool that you're one of us, you know, and I think that's why uh, one of the reasons why people have attached onto you so strongly and have brought you into the fold so deeply, because you get, you, you get us, you are us, you know, and you get to also play and, and do this wonderful thing that we love and bring it to life. But I don't think it would have been so successful if you hadn't it just knocked it out of the park like you yeah. did, you know, like oh. we would have been like, yeah, yeah, OK, he's a fan. That's cool. Like, yeah, he's a fan who did it. Like, bye. See you. You're dead now. <laughs> you know, and, and now we're all like, how is he dead? Nobody wanted Rin Wait. to die. Nobody. Nobody. I, and I still argue with those writers. Rin did not need to die damn it all to hell. Well, you can talk to my mom <laughs> about that one when she comes on. She'll definitely go in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, it's it's been it's been amazing. And thank you guys so much. I, I really appreciate that, you know, and um, 
it's been an incredible, uh, it's just been so much fun. You know, I've just been having so much fun. And, and, you know, in terms of like Rin's sticking power and this thing, you know, I, I, I did get to do so much in such a short time, you know, I didn't, I wasn't sort of stuck in one location. I got to interact with a bunch of different characters. I got to be in different locations, different situations. I got to deal with different problems, which especially in discovery, when you have, you know, so many less app, you just have so much less time to sort of delve into characters who aren't either, you know, the main cast and crew or the sort of villain that, uh, that, that felt like really kind of actually new and fun and exciting. And, you know, part of what was great was being a lifelong Star Trek fan. I really was able to just both like soak up everything that was happening, but also because I was so excited that Mary was on the show, I had been on set, you know, basically any chance that I could get for the past two and a half years up to that point. So when, by the time I got there, you know, everybody, I knew everybody already, they knew me, they were excited for me. So, you know, I, I wasn't sort of trying to find my way in as much. There was still some, mm. some like, you know, how the hell am I going to act in this blue makeup? But I knew everybody, you know, I knew. <laughs> and and there, so, so that, that was really helpful. And then, you know, as a fan, uh, it, it was really helpful to really understand the Star Trek genre. So like what sort of Star Trek can hold, which is a lot, you know, it can really hold, uh, some, you know, life and death seriousness, getting shot and blasted and saving your friend, but can also hold goofiness and campiness and a thumbs up and holding the cat and stuff. So it really felt like, (laughs) exactly, (laughs) you know, and, and understanding it as deeply and sort of on like a, 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 just a cellular level that I, I feel like I do. It just allowed me to, um, worry about, everything else in a way, you know, there was still plenty to worry about plenty to focus on, but I didn't have to worry about, you know, do I know how to fit into this, mm-hmm. this world? So, I mean, so I'm, I'm, I'm really happy, you know, you did get to do everything. I, yeah, and I want to say to you, even with, excuse me, I have to say this, even with all the blue stuff on your eyes, your eyes for me, told a story in everything you were in every you know, single one. I, I so appreciate every, that. Friend, eyes, you because know? my, you know, when I first got that mask on th- those masks are full face, you know, every part of your face is covered in a, in a, essentially like a quarter inch coating of rubber, including your lips. Wow. Um, and so your, the sort of subtle facial movements that a regular person would make to sort of convey emotion or feeling or whatever, they just don't come through it. it it's not responsive like that. It really is like wearing a very thick mask. And, you know, I was really like, this character was so internal. He was quiet. He was small. It wasn't like, you know, what I had watched Mary Chifo or Ken do, uh, with the Klingons, which are big, and you really want to manipulate and force and pull the mask underneath with your face. You know, it, it, if I did that with, with this, it, it felt suddenly you could see the mask, you know, you could see the mask bending unnaturally. Uh, and, and also, you know, the, the acting wouldn't match up. If I'm making a big face underneath to manipulate the mask, it would come out false. So, you know, what I did on, on basically day one is I, I was like, 
you know, I, I got great advice from Doug and Ken and, and Chifo, who, uh, you know, I love so much. And then when I was on set, I was like, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. What, what am I going to do? And I, I, you know, my first days on set, I was with David Ajala and I watched him do a scene and I thought, oh shit, he's really fucking good. And I went and watched playback and I thought to myself, Maybe I'll just try and copy whatever David does. You know, I'll just do what David Ajala does. He's amazing <laughs> and he's great. And and really what I sort of noticed in watching his playback was it's just so much was going on in the eyes. And he has these amazing eyes that especially pop on uh, camera. It's just wild what he's able to do. And so so I really appreciate that comment, friend, because really my hope was I'm not going to try and make this mask work i'm going to sort of let you know it's it's such a it's such a unique face you know when yeah. you look at it you can really pick up a story from it it's almost like looking at someone with you know who's like sun blasted you just yeah, that right? face has a story I was but i thought about you know the only part that's really open the only part that's me is my eyes and even mm -hmm. those had you know these these really fit contacts in them yeah, that's right. but that's if right. if maybe i could try and focus on conveying the emotion or the you know the beat of the story through my eyes that the rest of the character you know the audience could just sort of uh, yeah imagine onto that that face and not worry about whether or not you know the 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 small lines were creasing instead so so i i really appreciate that i'm really happy to hear that that, that came through because it, it was did. a real oh, challenge definitely it did i definitely. think that's one thing that all of us like picked up on that we love so much about that performance you know there's so much was communicated so, yeah I, I could gush about it <laughs> some more so, i have a question <laughs> about for my mom <laughs> I have Go a ahead, question Sweden. about the the makeup. Is, is there a reason why they changed from, you know, the TOS? And I know this older style sure. of costume, sure. but it was just, you know, Jeffrey Combs just had the the, the, the paint and yeah. had a full face open and you had this other sort of face on. Is there some you reason why? You know, the why? truth is I don't know. I don't know the real answer. There's somebody who knows the real answer. I could tell you. I've heard a couple of things. I think, you know, the, the main thing that I've heard is that uh with like super high definition cameras you know these these mega mega cameras these seams can really start to come through and the color matching isn't always right and so mm. having a full face you know allows for it to visually be stunning in a way when you go back and look i love all the old makeup i love the old andorians this isn't you know bashing anything but you, you know when you watch these old ones especially the remasters uh, that were shot on film and you watch them in AD, you can really see the seams. You yes. can see days where the color wasn't matching, you know, even on enterprise. Um, so, so that's sort of what I have heard. That makes uh, sense. But it is, it's a real challenge and it's a real trade-off that, uh, that somebody's making. That's not me because you do it. It, it is, a, it's easy to lose an actor under that mask. I mean, it's, it's almost impossible not to lose an actor under that makeup. You know, that's what makes Doug so insanely impressive is you never lose him under that makeup and he's doing it every single day, you know? So that's just a really such a testament to his talent because it's so easy to just get completely lost under that because, you know, having those open places on the mouth, even just having that little bit, 
act a little bit more naturally mm-hmm. just completely changes uh, what you're able to to do as an actor. Well, I think that maybe your Juilliard background helped you quite a bit. <laughs> I did do a little research and realized that you, Mary, and the other Mary, Chief and yes. Mary, yeah, are all from Juilliard. Now, were you all there at the we same all time? In, we weren't just all in, all there at the same time. We were in the same class. Oh, oh Mary, my God. Uh, Mary Chifo and I did our first Juilliard auditions in San Francisco together in 2010. <laughs> wow, so we've known each other for almost 11 years now. Uh, and, and, you know, Mary uh, Wiseman and Chifo were, uh, you know, on the show and going up there concurrently. It's just been, it's, I mean, it's just wild, you know, but it's also been amazing, you know, because Chifo was, you know, Mary and I came in the way that Juilliard is there's graduate and undergraduate, together. And so Mary and I came in as graduates. You know, I was in my early 20s, Mary's in her mid 20s, but Chifa was 18 when she came into that building, you know, and now she's, you know, in her late 20s. So I've we've really like spent significant amounts of time together. So getting (laughs) to see her again now at the conventions, it's just been it's just been like one of those extra extra little treats on top. And I know for her, you know, watching me on screen was a, was a, a, an exciting, moving experience for her. You know, she's told me because it's like, oh, well, I, this is my guy and he's on my show now. This is amazing. You know, so <laughs> you will now all forever be at conventions together. No matter exactly. what else happens. Right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and, you know, she was um, she was one of the first people I turned to for mask work because she is is just really, really excellent at that stuff and and really had to go through the ringer with that Klingon stuff. You know, for for all the stuff that I had to do in the masks, uh, I didn't have to wear teeth. So right. that, that was great. Mm-hmm. Right. No, teeth. no teeth. Oh, my God. So I yeah. just I just decided to act with my eyes the whites of my eyes that were open and my teeth. That was it. That was all I got. <laughs> I didn't get a bat lift though. So that would have probably helped a lot. Yeah. But you know what you, you got to do. I was watching, I watched all three episodes again. I, I think I watched them twice. And you know, once I just watched the whole episode and then I watched you and I said, he must be having a blast. You're doing stunts. I got, got to do so shot. much. You know, I, like- I had a little book. And me and my mom, at, at, every day after shooting, we'd knock off, we'd check off what's like Star Trek, you know, capital <laughs> Star Trek thing that I get to do today. Even down to the thing that I got to do where the thing where you get to be beamed up while you're running. Running. Oh, yeah. And then running. <laughs> and then I even made sure, I made sure that as I was beaming up and running that I did the thing where you hit off the side panel and then <laughs> fall for the panel. <laughs> uh, it wasn't just run and fall. I'm telling you. That's not how you do it. You hit off the wall and then you fall. <laughs> I watched you and I said, this guy is just soaking it up. And I loved it because I was just like, oh my God, if he does like a Kirk roll in a minute, I'm just going to die. I know. The only things I didn't get to do, I didn't get to wear a Starfleet uniform and I okay. didn't get to two handed punch somebody. Yeah. All right. I think but that's you know. about it. But other yeah, than that, you know, did you get to do the uh, the Riker straddle the chair? The, did I, you get to do the Riker maneuver? I, don't I think didn't that. get to do the no. Riker, but I'll tell you what, I, in fairness to me, there was a moment <laughs> where there was a chair 
but Jonathan Frakes was directing that episode. <laughs> and nope. I was going to do that in the scene. He in his face. Fucking livid. <laughs> so I considered it, but, you know, I, I'm thinking more like, you know, general. So I'm not trying to ape anybody. You know, I didn't do the Picard maneuver. I didn't do the Riker maneuver. So, but I did have a have beard, them. you know, so that there were going to be some Ren, yeah. Ren maneuvers now. I think, yes, I think exactly. the transporting was well, a I gave, You know, the thumb up man that was mine that, that was mine where i was like i bet i can get away with this and if i can get away with this it will be a gif and it will stick around longer than the, i'll be dead in the actually thinking gif. <laughs> yeah yeah so that's that's the ring maneuver is the thumbs up I love it. <laughs> that's gonna be our new thing the red maneuver yes. so, but I, I had to tell you because i was just checking off all the stuff and i was just laughing i said he's in a firefight He's on the oh, yeah. bed. He's I'm in the fire. I get shot. I'm so a bullet. jealous. Well, have I? Did I? I mean, you, you probably everyone's heard this story about me on that bio bed, but that was my first no, day. No, I haven't. It was my first day of shooting. It was the first time I did anything. I was in the mask, and I was so goddamn excited because I was not just. I wasn't just on the bio bed. I was unconscious on the bio bed. I had my shiny space blanket. Huge. Gotta have the space. <laughs> you gotta have the space blanket. Oh and my then God. I had my. How thin my, was it? It was tidy. It was nothing. It was like nothing, you know? And then I had a HUD display behind me, which had like the Andorian body yes, going the, on. So oh, yeah. I was, oh, yeah. I mean, just that. This I was, was full I, on I was in heaven, you know, because I feel like that was like one of the things where I thought there's no way I'm going to be able to check this one off to get to be in a bio bed with the space blanket. And, you know, maybe I'll run in and sit down, but I couldn't believe I got to check this off. And uh, Sinequa and David, you know, who I, you know, I, I know Sunik was super well. She was at our wedding and I was getting to know David a little bit at that point. But, you know, they're they're having a scene above me where they're sort of talking about me and what's going on and how everybody's doing. And uh, and I'm laying down and they're they're talking and I'm looking. Up. I'm so excited. I'm looking up. My eyes are wide open. I'm watching them and I'm smiling ear to ear. Just like, you know, that sort of excited smile where you like can't stop smiling. And I'm smiling. I'm just totally grinning. Freaks is like, cut. And and Sonequa, Sonequa looks down and goes, "Um, Noah, are you going to do that in the scene? And I was like, oh, shit, I have to act. Oh no, this is terrible. This is, I mean, this is the worst thing that's ever happened. I, I like in that moment, I was like, I actually have to act now. I can't just be a goober and be excited that they let me on, on the set. You know what I mean? So that was, I was lucky that I didn't have any lines that first, first day because lucky the next time I got to, to set, I was like, exactly. It, it, I was struggling to be unconscious. I was so worried. I was like, how the hell am I going to do this? You know? So I had a day to get my head in, but that was so funny. You know, Sonique was just the nicest, best person. So her sort of looking down being like, Hey, like, you know, we have to make this TV show, but it's just so funny. Like, I know you're having fun, but uh... <laughs> you can close your eyes now. <laughs> yeah, it's time. It's time. You, you really awesome. hurt, you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She is, you did get shot. Yeah. So I, I want to know. Okay, I know I'm asking so many questions, but I just I want to know. You're probably one of the few 
actors in Star Trek that came from the fan side and got to be on the cast. And I think the other person is probably Anson Mount. Have you mm. talked to him? I mean, he was like a super fan and now he's Captain Pike. So Yeah, no, I haven't talked to Anson about his fandom yet. I'm curious, you know, I, I spent some time with him during season two, but for whatever, you know, it's, it's, for whatever reason, we didn't like ever get a chance to really like talk and exchange fandom that much. I mostly got to talk with, um, with Ethan Pack that time, for whatever reason, I feel like every time I came to set Anson was working. The, the main person who I exchanged fandom with was Akiva Goldman, who's, who's kind of the showrunner for Picard. And, mm-hmm. you know, on day one, when I got there, I was sort of like, you know, I think it was, I think it was the first filming of, after track. So it was like super, super early on. And I was looking around to show anybody the pictures of me as a 11 year old at conventions. And I'd show them to somebody and they'd be like, okay, dude, I don't know who you are. I don't even know who these actors are. Like, please don't talk to me. I need to work. And I finally showed them to Akiva and he whips out his phone and then he started showing me pictures of him from like the conventions in the late seventies. And I was like, ah, oh, there we so, go. That's so awesome. So th- that's really who I shared that, that fandom with. And then, you know, what would happen is I'd be on set, you know, just sort of hanging out in video village watching and the prop guy would come up and be like, no, no, check this out, press this button or, or hold this. Isn't it cool? Or the, you know, the, the makeup person would be like, look at this or the costume. So people would sort of come to me with the cool Star Trek thing that, uh, you know, that they were excited that they got to put in the show because the actors were like, I need to learn my lines. I can't be excited about this gun right now. It, it's great. <laughs> you know? They would come to me and show it. So, so it was, it was pretty much, it was pretty much out there. And I then on, on the last day of shooting, no, not the last day of shooting, but on, on like our last episode, uh, <laughs> I don't even know how, how it came up, but for some reason it came up that I was like a fan of enterprise and Jonathan Frakes was like, so I hear you're a fan of enterprise. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. And he was like, Hmm. And just sort of walked away. And I was like, understood. I, that's fair. That's, that's what the sisters do to me in here. I'm the, I'm the Enterprise fan here. <laughs> I'll tell you this. I, I actually bid on the Enterprise uh, Zoom call for the Voyager documentary. Oh. Though I love Voyager. They got money out of me when they said it was something about Enterprise. I was like, really? Enterprise? That's oh, it. Okay. That's I'm buying it, that. So, yeah, <laughs> so that's how bad I am about Enterprise. That's but, amazing. Um, I love that show. But, you know, hey. The, what it is, it is what it is um but the fakes so you you're so even your first director for your show my like first said, director was 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 doug uh doug, oh, okay. not, not doug he was the first director which was uh, which how do you honestly, pronounce his last name well do you notice i didn't say it <laughs> No, way to call name it out. His last name on so many episodes. Yeah, I'm his so name sorry. is Doug. That's okay. all I'm saying. <laughs> Doug the director. <laughs> director Doug. He was fantastic. You know, he he's just like such a pro and had done episodes before. And I was so thankful that I wasn't working with Jonathan for my first episode because it was like, let me, you know, wow. let me get my head on yeah. straight. That would have been yeah. a little bit yeah. that much, been too much, you know. But he was he was fantastic and and we just had a great time and and so much of that episode was just me and david and this this was sort of 
you know, David had worked a ton with Sonequa, but this was sort of his first time where he was the guy on set, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. he was the guy, there were 40 extras there and there was a huge set. We were on location and he was the dude and watching him be the sort of actor leader of that set and get the extras involved and amped and, and just playing with me as an actor and, and talking about acting. It was just such a great great way to start that little journey that I had that by the time I did get to work with Jonathan, I just was feeling so much confidence that he sort of imbued to me. So it, it, it wound up being great. And, and Doug was just so happy to let us work together and let us try thing and let David sort of um, do, do his thing as well. So it was just awesome. Well, that's great. I have a, look like it. I have a quick question because I, I kind of want to go back a little bit because I'm slow sometimes and it takes me a little while to process. That's OK. Kind of like an old IBM. Um, so <laughs> I want to go back to like your mom and fandom, you know, and growing up um, with Star Trek. Mm-hmm. You know how much I wonder. I mean, I know my answer. I know what it is for me. But how much do you think it played a part in you becoming the man that you are? Interesting. You know, I think what my mom wanted to do by taking me, you know, because what she would do is we'd watch Star Trek together. It was just sort of a thing that we did. And then we'd go to Star Trek conventions. And and it was a weird time for me to go to Star Trek conventions because I was like 12, 13. You know, this is like the late nineties, there's no such thing. Cosplay doesn't exist. You know what I mean? There's no such thing as like, as I mean, it was around, but like Comic-Con is about comics. You know what I mean? It's just like such a different world in terms of nerd culture. So like bringing me to these things, it was always like, Ooh, you know, I don't know, you know, should I be going to this? Is this what I'm going to do? You know? So what she would do is she would sort of uh, essentially abduct a friend or two, just be like, Hey, you know, get in the car. And then she'd (laughs) drive us to these conventions. So it was like, well, at least I'm not going just me and my mom. And I, 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 you know, I, I think on some level she's trying to, you know, the Star Trek ethos and that stuff. But like, I actually think what she was trying to do was introduce me to ways that people who maybe feel on the outside of mainstream society or mainstream community, or maybe people who feel like there's not always a place for them where they find a place, you know, Mm -hmm. and how they interact as a community and the way that that communities that are chosen in this way or that are sort of found out the way that they treat each other and the and and also the way that you know people who you don't see or interact with in the you know quote unquote mainstream especially you know late 90s mainstream Mm -hmm. community um get along and find each other and seek each other out and are allowed to then be themselves, you Mm -hmm. know, Uh, and, and aren't sort of put down for being themselves. So I, Mm -hmm. I ultimately think, you know, that is really a lot of what I took away from my younger star Trek experience was having a little bit more empathy and understanding of people who are not allowed into a mainstream community and have to create one for themselves Mm -hmm. or have to seek one out for themselves. Um, So, 
Yeah, that's that's sort of what has kind of stuck with me, you know, and 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 I think, you know, a lot of what Star Trek is about and why it's endured. I think I think the idea of like the utopia is a bit of a misdirect sometimes, because I think what it actually is and why it's endured is that it is about the communities that have formed around it and the, oh. and the, the way that people have uh, been allowed to join them and been encouraged to enjoy them and also been encouraged to be themselves in a way that, you know, basically up until extremely recently was not cool and not okay. And not, mm -hmm. not something that people wanted you to bring to the table. And it's only very recently that people are sort of realizing, Oh, well, actually these people had it right the whole time and we should actually do more of what they were doing. Um, so so I, I think, you know, in terms of, how that has how star trek has shaped me as, as a as a person and also kind of what i think star trek is about I, I do think it has a lot to do with community building and uh and and finding a place for people to be their authentic selves <laughs> I, think, I think that's a that's so true i love i love that answer because when i went to my first convention well into adulthood I, that was my first experience with being like uh, probably the freest I had ever felt in my life, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that's what kept me coming back, you know, year after year to see these people. We all had this shared experience of, of a really profound freedom that is not afforded in, in our day to day lives. And I love the, 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 the time context that you put that in too, because, you know, I, I think a lot of people, I mean, I'm around a lot of people who are significantly younger than me all the time. And I, I don't think that they grasp um, how different it was. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, they said, well, I would have just done what I was going to do anyway. <laughs> like, oh, I wonder, you know, I yeah. wonder what you really have. Because yeah. me and my friends, like I was with the friends, always, always friends with the artsy fartsy kids. You know, that was my whole crew. And we were doing our own thing for a long time. And we were like, <laughs> we were kind of persecuted for that, you know, yeah. uh, for doing our own thing. So I wonder how many people, you know, but nonetheless, it, it, it lets you know that we were such, it was this space for us that I think you're absolutely right about um, the utopia of Gene's vision being sort of a misdirect, like, you know, like the fans have always kept <laughs> this. It's always been about the fans, you know, the fans have always kept this culture alive and, and you're, you hit on the reason why, you know, we make the space for each other, you know, um, and we, I, yeah, to live Idic, to try to live Idic every day. Imagine being a little black girl in 1966 and you're a Star Trek fan and you have absolutely nobody to talk to about it. Nobody mm, to talk mm -hmm. to about it. I would have called and you, you know, friend, but I didn't know you. <laughs> you know, and then imagine being a grown woman and you try to talk to your your friends about it. And of course, they, you know, their eyes get all glassy and then, oh, here she go again and everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then imagine meeting up with other women who look like you. Imagine meeting Miss Nichols. I've met her three times. And it's just, okay, I can be myself. I can be myself and I can relate to other people. They relate to me. 
so because did you go of course i have to bring this up <laughs> no was you were, were you at the new york premiere or you did you go to the new york premiere discovery. Uh, discovery was for the second season i think so for Mary season two yeah, yeah if Mary was there then i was probably there Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't. Um, I don't know if you went to move or not. And this lady stood up and said, shouted and said, "I've been waiting fifty years for this." And answered my <laughs> ran up the ran up the stairs, and uh, that was me. That, oh wow! Hell yeah! That was me. Yeah, that that's was me. amazing. Yeah. So I had been waiting over fifty years <laughs> to see myself. You know to yeah. see. To see Sonequa and to yeah. see the gay people and yeah. all that stuff. I've been, you know, we've been waiting a long time for that. Well, I have yeah. been, you know, yeah. to be relatable and to look over and just see the look in somebody's eyes and they, and they get you, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, they get you and they're not making fun of you or, you know, they're not, you know, cause you know, I've been kind of ridiculed for some stuff, but sure. You know. <laughs> Sure. You know, all, all Trekkies have been. I think you know we're yeah. coming yes, into the. We, yes. Yeah, we, we have. We've had to take it on the chin. I mean, I yeah. I remember mm-hmm. um, when Akiva Goldsmith he came out on the, the Trek, Star Trek day, and he pulled out he pulled out his phone on the red carpet <laughs> and showed the two young ladies his copy of yeah. the 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 first the book uh, from the convention. Yeah, he still mm-hmm. had it, and I mm-hmm. I, I was. Not at that one. I was at the second one, but I I was feeling it. Yeah, it's like back in the day, you didn't even want to tell anybody that you went to this thing. Yeah. So yeah. you know it's and now you know you're in Vegas. Everybody's having a good time. People are jealous that you're going. They're like, oh my god, we're having those Star Trek days. We got four shows on. We're the coolest thing going. It's a whole new world. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it yeah. is. Yes, yes. And I took I took meds to get on a plane to go out to Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> I had been on an airplane in over twenty years. Wow, that's dedication. And I said, I'm going. And my sister, my sister said, Who's going to Vegas? And I'm like, Oh gosh, I got that means I got to get on a plane. <laughs> All I'm that like, way I'm to going. meet my mom. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Okay, so, so the other thing that I. I I enjoyed about Vegas. So now that we were following your mom around, she said we had to come and meet you. And we went over to meet you at the Dungeons and Dragons panel that you did. (laughs) And now that was the first time I have to say that was the first time I sat that long listening to anything about Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) That is like, you know, I came in in TOS. Fran and I, we we came in back in the 60s. And uh, so there was there was nothing. And so I think strange, stranger things is when it all kind of came rushing back to everybody. Mm-hmm. And so I was sitting there saying, like, OK, how did you guys get into this? And how are you? You're the you're the uh, the DM of. The, uh-huh. Uh-huh. So tell us a little bit about that, because I want you to make up characters for the five. Oh, uh, wow. Well, right now, what, I want I want. Tell me what. What's a D? That's right. So, <laughs> so it's sort of the, the big you know, theory. <laughs> sort of like Dungeons and Dragons, sort of think of it as like a, uh, 
a community storytelling game, you know? So there's, there's the players who sort of interact in the world. And then there's the dungeon master who essentially creates the world and all the people who the players don't control. So, you know, they sort of create a little story for the, the people to run through and they create the challenges along the way. And then it's all sort of improvised and you maybe roll some dice to see whether or not things go good or bad. Um, right. So you had it. That was a great session. I mean, we were that friend. I hope we it's not your there. last one, too. You know, you said it's your first. Hopefully it's not your last. Uh, it was, you know, we we had, you know, shooting season four was super, super tough. It was right in the sort of worst of COVID, especially in Canada. Uh, it was just really challenging. People really were doing everything they could to stay safe. And that meant that the cast was not really hanging out outside of set. You know, so people were going to work and they were going home. And it was just, again, this is for everybody, of course, but it was just a really, really challenging thing, especially, you know, when you shoot in Toronto, you're away from your friends, your family, your your home. You're uh, in Canada. You're in Canada. And especially at the time, the border was completely closed. closed so you couldn't yeah. go back. You know, you couldn't fly back and forth. So, you know, some people had some really long lonely breaks between the times that they were on set shooting. And, uh, and, you know, I had, I had thought about playing a D and D game with them when I was up there for season three, but then I was on the show and I was like, I don't need to do that anymore. Um, so then, so, so for season four, you know, I'd seen Anthony tweet, you know, I played a game with some friends and, and then somebody mentioned it to blue and they were super excited about it. And I just sort of like put out the call and, you know, Ian, Emily Coots and Mary and Anthony and blue just were, were totally game. And we had these weekly D and D zoom games that people started really looking forward to because it really gave us a chance to hang out with each other, spend some time with each other. That wasn't just like, you know, at that point, like, and yeah, and at that point, nobody wanted to do a Zoom drinks anymore. You know, we were over it. There was nothing to talk about. Just leave me alone. So it gave us a chance to sort of go on these adventures together and sort of create some new stories, which is what everybody was sort of so sorely lacking in those really difficult times during COVID is you couldn't go on adventures together. You couldn't do things together, especially not in winter in Canada. So it gave us a chance to you know, to get to know each other, Blue and Ian were still relatively new. So it gave me a chance to get to know them because I didn't really know either of them that well. Um, and uh, they are hilarious. They're wonderful, you know, and, and I think getting to know them has been such a joy for me. You know, talking about that sort of younger generation, they are just like light years, you know, they're light years ahead of me. Uh, in yeah. terms of, of, of how they operate. And so getting to know them and learn from them was just such a, an absolute gift. Um, and, and I think as the sort of Star Trek community gets to know them and their characters better, it'll sort of matriculate of just how awesome they are and, mm -hmm. and how much they sort of have to impart on, on people who are older than them, which is incredible. And I've just really appreciated so much. And it was just a time to have fun and be silly and tell stories and be in control of your own story in a different way that you can't really do on set and you couldn't really do it in your real life, you know? And then, and then, you know, we were all going to Vegas together and through, you know, peeps scrounging around, I got somebody's email and I was like, Hey, 
you know, let's, can we do this thing? And they were like, what are you talking about? This is not, <laughs> so, what do you mean? No, you can't do this thing. And I emailed back. I was like, you know, just, just maybe let us do this thing. Let us do this thing. Like, all right, listen, we'll give you a room on like the last day. I do not understand what it is, but like, I guess if Anthony's doing it and Mary's doing it, we'll just like, let you do it. Uh, and, and it was, I don't know. It was so much fun. You know, like half the people there were, absolute D and D nerds. And we're like, mm, it's actually a plus five, sir. And the other half are like, what is what going on? Is going I on? do not understand. How was that, how was that part? Yeah. Was like that, that half, half of no the clue. words made no sense, but I think the whole thing was like, look like, and, and as some, as a convention goer, this is what I wanted to sort of offer was like, look, you don't have to understand it. It's just a chance to get to see these people who you really like do some creative stuff, not as themselves as something that they've created and brought to the table and also really get a sneak peek at like how they really interact, you know, like yeah. you want to see how we really interact. It is like that goofiness around go. the table, you know? So I think even if you didn't understand D and D you still got a real window into our friendships, which are, which are real, you know? And, and I think that's just like a really special gift that I, I hoped to offer to all fans, D and D fans or, or, or not, you know, it was a great night. I think that, um, those sort of, uh, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if we can pull this off panels that were in that room were some of the best ones because yeah, that's great. they just really came off. Like we were all just kind of sitting there like, okay, it's COVID. We can't do what we were going to do. We're just going to kind of wing it. And mm -hmm. we're all going to have a party. I mean, that room was kind of packed. There yeah, were a lot, lot of people in there. Yeah. Everybody they gave to us get my get table. I was like, you know, this is this is maybe the first and probably the <laughs> last time we'll ever do this. But I, I, you know, hopefully, hopefully we'll get to do it some more because I think we've we've had a great time and and well, we just we'd had heard fun, about you know? it, and so we were sort of like, yeah, we heard these guys play this game, and this is going to be like we could kind of watch and we could like really like be like with them. This is cool. Mm -hmm. So we came running it. Plus, your mother told us to come. So <laughs> then you, you know. gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> But if you want me on your ship, we were like, we will absolutely be there. Yes. <laughs> we had, I had, I had so much fun doing it. It was my first time doing something like that live. So I was like, I have no idea how this is going to go. So it I, was I just had good. so much fun. It was good. It was I mean, I'm if people can sit around and watch people play poker, really, like yeah, you're just sitting in the audience watching people go like, are you bluffing? Are you yeah. not bluffing? I don't know. He's tucking on his glasses. Is that a sign? That's one of his tells, you know, like seriously, they can watch people play D and D. Yeah. And, and blue is, is so funny. They she, are, they are yes. so funny. They, they are, are, they are really, really are. funny. Um, and, and they're, they're just so creative and yeah, I'm just really, I'm just <laughs> really excited for more of blue and Ian sort of out in the star Trek world, because they are both just, just wonderful. I can't wait to see the rest of that story. I really, you know, it really, <laughs> oh, yeah. it's, a, it's a really interesting story and I, I love the whole trill and, you know, I thought that scene was she first when they say to Stamus that he was there at the lunch table and then he just says 
yeah, well, okay. And starts talking to I mean, I just, yeah. that's mm-hmm. always makes me kind of tear up and well, he's explaining that. Yeah, I get it. It's so beautiful because I mean, on, that's, it's about that acceptance. It's those words that we all like wish that we would hear from those, yeah. those figures in our lives that we're supposed to be getting that type of love and nourishment from, right. You know, I mean, it always touches me so deeply too. Every time I watch that scene, because you know, we, I mean, we get love in a lot of ways from our parental figures or whoever is in our life, you know, supposed to be nurturing us, but a lot of us don't, you know, we really don't. And, and that just, you know, or even just as friends, sometimes your friends come to you. I'm like the worst at it. My friends come to me for, you know, like this is going on and that's going on. And I immediately go into problem solving mode, you know, like I'm trying to solve all their problems. I'm like, well, did you try this? Did you do this? Did you? And sometimes people just want to hear like, oh, you know what you're going through. Like, I hear you. It's valid. It's it's okay to feel this way and it's going to get better. And, you know, and and that's it. How about when Colbert accepted them when he saw when 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 they were on the ship Mm -hmm. and he just instantly like just hugged them Mm -hmm. in and i'm like oh instant acceptance instant it was instant you know i'm like oh my gosh look at that he's just like oh you do have kind eyes he was I'm like, oh, kind eyes. <laughs> you see why? You see why you gotta know her. There you go. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> friends are romantic, absolutely. <laughs> I am. I, you know, yeah, friends are friends are big softy. Oh yeah. Yeah, I am. I, I am. People don't know it, but they know. <laughs> oh, they know now. They know now. I think uh, JD is our is our Section Thirty One operative. She's she runs Section Thirty One. <laughs> <laughs> See, she says nothing. Yeah. Smart, smart. <laughs> yeah, it's a total mark of Section Thirty One. <laughs> <laughs> It's been well, a blast. Yes, Sabrina. I see you on the verge, Sabrina, before I ask this other question. Go ahead. Well, I just I want to know how can we get Noah in this show again? I mean, all right. So <laughs> let's let's put our heads together, sisters, because as we know, women have made things happen in Star Trek for years. I mean, we had the writing campaign, right? We started the convention. We could start a campaign of getting Noah on to another Star Trek show. So, sisters, let's put our heads together. We can get him on Picard. Well, you we, know, we I got to say, on. women got me on the show the first time between Mary and Michelle Paradise. So it, it's a oh, good really? start already. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, being... Getting on the show was definitely I, I had some friends on the inside, which which was super, super helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, in I would love to be back, but I got to do so much that I never feel like, you know, if I would have died in the first episode, I would have been like, well, I got to get back on there. I gotta- <laughs> Now I, I'm in this great position where, look, but I'd love to be back. Obviously, you know, come on. But also if I'm never back on that show and, and this is what I got to do, I, I just feel so 
lucky, you know, especially being a Star Trek fan, knowing how many different things I did get to do, how long I got to stick around for discovery and, and, you know, how challenging it is to come in as an American actor. It's actually really difficult because they shoot Toronto and there's all these different actor guidelines. There's, you know, 13 episodes instead of 24. So it's just such a challenge. And, you know, I would love to be back on the show. And when I do, you know, I'll, I'll, you'll be the first to know, well, uh, but if I don't, then, you know, it's, it's okay. You know, it was, it was a, a, a really remarkable little run that I, I did get to do. And I feel very, very lucky. Well, that's so gracious of you and, yeah. and so lovely. And well, I can't say the opposite, although well, we, we're here to say that for you. So, you know, everybody at Paramount and Star Trek, if you're, li- if you're listening, listening. And, and we, we know you know you are. we know you are we want noah back yeah we want you noah back in some me. form <laughs> <laughs> we want noah back in some form or fashion and this time don't make him wear all that makeup <laughs> make it a different color how about that, yeah, how about that? if you could play a different a different alien race is there one that you would want to play well you know it's a good question I, Mary and I have been watching a lot of DS9 lately. Woo-hoo! We've got about season five there. I've always felt a real affinity for Cardassians and their slyness and yeah. their, <laughs> I don't know. They just, they just are, you know, I, I'd be very curious to, to hear about, you know, what the Cardassians joining the Federation in the future looks like and what like a, a real Cardassian looks like in the Federation. You know, how do you mm. manipulate in for how do you Machiavelli and manipulate for good? I'd, I'd be very interested to explore. <laughs> oh, brother. That would be good. <laughs> yeah, let's bring them back. I mean, uh, they, that was a good that's a good alien race to be. We've, we've guessed what alien races were. Who said they wanted to be a Cardassian? I think it was. Is that? Yvette said it. No, yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. Somebody I, wanted to be a Cardassian. It wasn't me. Cardassians, you can do a lot with. You can have a lot of fun with them. I wanted to be a boring old true, you know? <laughs> yeah. I want to be a Tamarian. Yeah, there you go. I like that. Oh, yeah. I'm totally into Tayshawn. That's my guy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm pretty sure I wanted to be a trill. Lots yeah, of trills. You wanted to be an, uh, uh, an android. Oh, was it an android? Yes, you said you wanted to be an android. But an android that is accepted, like human looking. Exactly. No. I love data. You wanted I to be like data. a Soji android. Mm. Yeah, I right. wanted to be a yeah. Soji android. Yes, and JD yeah. wanted to be a Romulan because she already has pointed ears. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just repeating. I'm just repeating. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Amazing. We've already got our aliens picked out. That's how nerdy we are. I love it. Of course. Of course. And I'm looking for it. So, Noah. Oh, I, I have a question for Noah. Yes, JD. Yes, because I, yeah, no, I am super petty. So <laughs> do you think there are black Andorians? Oh, that's we're a going great back question. There. That's a oh great question. <laughs> I said save I them for, for Muhammad. You know, uh, <laughs> I think I, there's blue Andorians. Yes. yes. There's white Andorians. Go, yes. go, Noah, go, Noah, go, Noah. <laughs> are there black Andorians? Save. You know, Sure. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah there are. Yeah. 
<laughs> they're on the back, you know, they're on There's the no black, back side of the moon. So I think you know, <laughs> no. are. Yeah, I, I just, right? I, I just wanted to we, get like your official opinion on official, this. My, my official beta canonical position are is are is there black beta and orange canonical. fuck yeah is that fuck the, yeah that's the official <laughs> fuck yeah fran can't okay. argue with me anymore black orions oh what uh wait well there's a black I, you know, i'm also gonna have to disagree with you on that there are See? definitely oh. some black black orions he would know so he works for us anytime where are they that's where a good question we haven't they? seen it yet i yes. will say in, I will. in south orion listen in fairness in fairness friends yeah. <laughs> the orions that we met in season four were extremely white. They were very, they, they were Canadian. They were very white. So, I mean, okay, yeah. White, 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 white. They were, they were. <laughs> That's what oh, they uh, Janet, but Janet is extremely white. So, you know. <laughs> We need to back up out of this again because this is how this is how the show went off the rails the last time we started with the Black Orion. <laughs> I'm just saying, we're everywhere. We're everywhere. We're everywhere in the universe. That's all there is to it. You know, traveling you in space waves. Well, then they need. Then they need to show us. If well, we absolutely, they do. It, it ain't there. Well, we've already put Picard on blast, and we're going to continue to put them on blast because they need to have a black character besides Raffi last for longer than two minutes on screen. Mm-hmm. So when I bar. see that, then they, the when, they, when they see that, they'll start to get LaFar. more love from me. I'm, 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 I'm dis- I'm I'm hopeful and dismayed by the lack of LeVar so far. So dig I, it. Uh-oh. Come on. Get him in there. Right. I, I, it's he's coming. You know, he's got to get in there. He has to be. He has he's to. got to get in there. How do you have we talked about this? How do you have a Hugh storyline and kill off Hugh Hugh? And 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 there's no LeVar. Sabrina France said it best. Like, what was his first line? Every time you saw Hugh, the first thing out of his mouth was, How's my friend Jordy? He didn't ask about he didn't ask about Picard or no damn seven of nine or anything like like right? How's my friend Jordy? Jordy. The new well, oh yeah. Picard um, writers, you're on blast. Right. <laughs> you get some right. you get it up to speed with LeVar. Come on now. All right. So I think have we done it all? Have we gone full circle? Well, I mean I don't well, you, know. You've got me talking like a fan, which is like, I want to see LeVar. <laughs> I think I, I, I think we have monopolized enough of your time this evening, <laughs> which I, I, I'm thoroughly grateful for. Thank you oh, so much for well, being on our thank show. Thank you all for having me. Thank you for taking my mother under your wing. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, it could be argued that it went the other way. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Enough, exactly. It's no, it's whichever way it went. Uh, interacting with my mother is no simple task, and it sounds like you've all uh, uh, really just gone above and beyond. So, so my <laughs> many appreciations, and uh, and you know, I, I'm I'm looking forward to more. I am looking forward to the next convention and meeting your mother there. We're going to go party. <laughs> I'm telling you. Mom, meet us at the Rio bar. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, wait, hey, no, no, we got uh, April 2022 coming That's up right. first. You I'm know, right. hey, 
I, we, I haven't I haven't gotten a I haven't gotten a, 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 a an offer yet, but I really hope to be there. I have oh, some yeah. Trekkie family in Chicago that I would love to bring to the convention as well. So hopefully I'll get an offer for another plane for any. Oh my I gotta God. Get on another damn plane. I got to go to pills. Okay. There you Fran, go. Fran gets on planes for Trek. That, that's that's all there that's is to it. Real, real Pulaski uh, energy from that. You know, I gotta do this thing. <laughs> but for you, I'll do it. You know, for you, I'll do it. Data, <laughs> data. <laughs> my name. So, um, and Noah, um, Yvette says. Uh, She's sorry she couldn't be here, that she missed you, but we're That's here right. to take a break. She's traveling right now, but we love you. And I honestly had another thing to say, and I don't remember what it is. It went whoosh. It's well, gone. I'm I'm excited. You guys have a, an obligation to post these pictures on Twitter with my mom, dead center. Oh, believe <laughs> you me. They, they will oh, they're be going posted. in the notes. They're going in the notes this podcast. Good. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait to see them. Because we had a couple, but but my dad's pictures came out grainy because he was too excited. So I, I want to see the real ones, you know? Okay. But yeah. Ours are, ours are, ours are pretty cool. We've got yeah. some good ones. So good. yeah. I want to get the ones that the guy, you know, the photographer was taking too. Cause uh, he is, well, no, yeah. everybody left. It was just us at that point. <laughs> please. And please tell Mary that we love her. I and will. We can't wait to see her work for next season. That we're all like she's a, she's a gem, man. She's so awesome. There you go. Yes, I would definitely definitely let her know, and yeah, I agree. We, we heart Mary. Me too. We heart Mary. Really <laughs> <laughs> that's, she that's rocks. The show. That's the show. I'll tell you. That is the show. And, and okay, we, we're going to keep it going because we we were formed. I don't know if you know this. The reason why we even came together was because we were defending discovery on the internet. And we finally just broke away from all of the other groups and formed our own group so that we could mm. just talk about discovery all day gone day. Well, long. I, I very much appreciate that. And that whole topic is a, a whole nother podcast, yep, which I'm sure is. you all have yes. covered eloquently and brilliantly, but uh, it's very much appreciated. Let's just say that it, it's yeah. appreciated, uh, you know, from, from all the cast, Mary, me, Sonequa, you know, those, those things really matter. To, to us all. So we, we've got, it. you're welcome. And we've got discos back, like for real, oh, for all real. of it, like right. the entire cast. I mean, we love you all you know, straight up. And, you know. about and a beef I've got going on with another person somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> so folks, on thank you. Show. We're going to wrap this bad boy up because yes, we we're are. descending we, into we, chaos we now. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Noah, for being here. Um, if you guys have opinions that you would like to spread, express uh, towards Noah, and uh, if you strongly disagree with him about whether bring or not on. there are black Andorians, bring it on. Uh, bring it on, <laughs> Noah. Where, where, where can they bring it on? They can. Uh, well, <laughs> if, if they have opinions where they disagree with me, I don't want to hear it. I'm always right. 
You That's know? right. So, uh, so you can, you know, do whatever you want. But if you'd like to say how right I am, how you agree with every opinion I have, you know, if you'd never disagree with me, you can find me on Twitter at uh, N underscore K or wait, N underscore A underscore K. All right, God, I know my name. It's okay. <laughs> it's pretty long, but I know it. And, and you know, I'm on Twitch as the type one Trekkie. Uh, we've been having a really fun, amazing time just 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 enjoying each other's company. So that's been wonderful as well. So you can hang out with me there. Do you have uh, anything you want to shout out or promote that's coming up recently that you want you know, us to know about? Nothing. There's a couple of things which will come shortly, which will uh, you'll 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 know when they're there. Uh, okay. But in the meantime, just come hang out with me on Twitch because we can really have a real Real, just oh. just a good vibes hangout session there. Nice, awesome. Okay. You might con- you might convert some OGs over here to Twitch. So <laughs> yeah. we'll see. Wow. <laughs> wow, that would be real. That would be real. <laughs> so everybody, thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch with the Sci-Fi Sisters, um, Sabrina, do you want to do the rundown, or shall I do the rundown? For you can you? do it. Okay, let's see how much I can spell. <laughs> Sci-Fi Sisters. We are S Y F Y. S-I-S-T-A-S. We are on Facebook at The Mothership, which is M-U-T-H-A-S-H-I-P, and the Sci-Fi Sisters Book Club, which we meet uh, every other month. We also are on Twitter at Sci-Fi Sisters and on Instagram at Sci-Fi.Sisters. So join us. And we one last thing before we go. The baddest engineer in the universe is Dose the anonymous. So if he's responsible for all the music that you hear on our show, as well as our engineering, if you need music productions or engineering, reach him at dose the anonymous one at gmail.com. D-O-S-T-H-E-A-N-O-N-Y-M-O-U-S, the number one at gmail.com. People, we love y'all. Noah, we love you even more. Mary, if you're listening, and we know you are, we love you the biggest. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. All right, y'all. We're out of here. Peace, love, and hair grease. Bye. Later, y'all.